Friends, we are gathered here today to say goodbye to those we lost in the wars that rage in our land. Some were with us on the front lines, others behind the scenes. We honor all our dead today who sacrificed their lives so we can carry on the work of fighting for a better tomorrow. First, we honor a young woman, gone far too early, one of our own here in Salt Spire, Karina Zenwaren. Charlemagne Viff Broom will say some words. Um, it's no surprise that Karina and I were not the, the best of friends. But she... She took care of my family when I could not. And though it's odd to say now she's become somewhat of a sister. I don't know if there is any right words that I could say to make this any easier, but she was loved by those who knew her, hated by some who did, but she always proved that she was worth having around. It is with a heavy heart that she is gone now and that I don't have the opportunity to say thank you and I'm sorry for not giving you a chance much earlier. Though she's gone, I know that she will be held within our hearts for a very long time because she did not deserve to go. Karina, I'm sorry. But we will honor your memory the best that we can. Char, as you go to head back to your seat, you see your parents who um, deferred to you to say words because they were not ready to speak. Um, Stand up. And your father almost seems to be supporting your mother in this. Um, but as they take a few steps forward towards you, they look up and uh, through the tears, they smile at you. Um, and they walk up to the pyre that is set up for Karina. And they place a bouquet of flowers on her, um, on her chest. And they are made up of some of those blue flowers that uh, guided you both home when you return to Salt Spire. And your father takes out a little drum that he had slung over his shoulder. And he looks over towards your mother and she takes a deep breath. And she nods at him. And he starts drumming just the lightest rhythm. And she starts to sing. And she sings about loss, and she sings about hope, and she sings about seeing your friends and family again. And even though she's in the pit of despair right now, even though you know how much her heart is breaking, still, they, they put on this performance that reminds you of who they are. They're not just bards. They're the bards. 
And when they finish, there's no applause. There's just a silence that settles. Your father slings the drum back over his shoulder. He guides your mother back to the seat next to you, and they sit with you. Your mom reaches over to hold your hand. Father Altair heads back up in front of the crowd, and he says, And now we're going to have the headmistress of Stellium Academy, Eva Bellaristos, say a few words about her friend, Zima Argent. And you see Ristos stands up. She was sitting right in the front, and she brushes invisible wrinkles out of her clothing, clearly more um, unsure of herself than either of you have ever seen her, even before you were going to certain death in this fight. And she walks up in front of the, the pyre for Zima, and she doesn't turn to the crowd. She doesn't address any of you. She's talking directly to Zima. And she says, in a voice that's almost too low for anybody else to hear it, Zima, you're my friend. You're brilliant, and now you're gone. And I'm left here to carry on without you, and it isn't fair. It should have been me. She takes a moment. But you're not gone for nothing. And I'll make sure that those responsible are punished. Goodbye, my friend. And you see she takes off of her hand some ring that she's wearing. And she lifts Zima's hand and places the ring on her finger. And then crosses her hands back over Zima's chest. And then she leans forward and whispers something that nobody else in the crowd can hear. And then she walks back to her seat and sits down. And Father Altair says, And now we'll have Zamira Kaltain say a few words for her mother, Dahlia. And I walk up. And I take a minute and I look at my, my mother. Um, and I, it takes a little time for me to speak. And when I do... I, It's a little cold, but we we never understood each other. Maybe you did love me in your way. Maybe you didn't have a choice. Maybe I should have tried harder. All I know is I survived, and for better or worse, that's in large part because of you. Thank you for that gift and in return I'm going to release us both from any further bonds or expectations I and then I just shake my head and back away Zem as you back away you happen to glance towards the back of the crowd and you see your father standing there he came today. He makes no move to approach you. 
And there is a moment where you lock eyes and then he quickly glances away from you. Um, but you sit back down in your seat. Father Altair stands up and says, and now we will deliver them to the flames. And a few of the people who, for lack of a better term, these like altar boys come forward with the flames and they light each of the pyres that start to burn. And in that moment, Zem, you glance up and you're kind of pulled out of this daydream, this memory that you were thinking of. A single tear just rolling down your cheek, wondering what could have been. And you glance out from the deck of this ship that you've been traveling on for about a day now, out of this vast sea of stars that stretches out around you in all directions. Behind you, you see the glowing light of Vela, of the world where you've lived for two decades. And before you, tiny prick of purple light off in the distance. Your destination. Lyra. Cut in the music! (laughs) Whatever our music sounds like. Welcome, everybody, to episode 64 of Slay the Stars, our first episode of Arc 2. There's no recap here. This is all new. Let's get into it. Zem, you were just roused from your daydream, taking in the expanse around you. You're on a starship, for lack of a better term. You see near you a couple of the people who have come along on this journey. Kai, Luteo, some new faces, Dashara, as well as Shar. Shar, what are you up to? He's probably sitting on the deck trying to play the liar. How's that going for you? Roll me a performance check. I can read, I swear. <laughs> um, 12, 16. All right. Zem, you've been listening to Shar practice the liar for a week, two weeks now since you've been preparing for this journey. Uh, sounds pretty good today. It's not true every day. So, <laughs> <laughs> Doing better. Thanks. So, describe your day. What does it look like? You've, this is your first full day out here on your starship, traveling to Lyra. You never would have guessed that this is where you would be a year ago. Um, I'm probably going to explore the ship. Okay. Um, every room I can find, just looking around, seeing what things do. Uh, this is our first full day. This is your first full day, yes. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm searching the ship. All right. So this looks very much like a pirate galleon ship, but with no sails. The orb is powering the ship. And when it is in its pedestal, it radiates out this bubble of energy that seems to be protecting you from the elements, giving you breathable air, keeping it fresh here. Uh, There is a helmet that can be used to pilot the ship. Uh, And that is something that usually Kai takes care of. Um, Though, you are always welcome to uh, try to fly the ship yourself if that is something you uh, choose to do. There are there is a cabin on the top deck that is Kai's cabin where she keeps her stuff and herself so that she can always be near the orb um, because she has been entrusted as the caretaker of the orb by headmistress Ristos. Your cabins are below deck. What does your cabin look like? Um... Good question. I feel like it probably looks a lot like my room did at Stellium. Okay. Um kind kind of standard, but like there's a desk. Um you know, so like there's a bed, but like the desk is bigger. Sure. That kind of thing. Uh, a lot of books, a lot of like supplies along that route. Um pretty basic um didn't really go all out there but i will say that the bed itself probably has like a super soft like blanket and like a lot of pillows that kind of thing because it's like the one spot in this room that is maybe a little lush um but other than that it's you know you're a basic desk a basic chair and then like the books and papers and ink well and all that okay as well, on the, the lower deck of the ship, you have uh, a large, like, common area with, like, seating for everybody, as well as a work table for you all to have meetings. There's an area that's, like, a little kitchenette for you all to cook meals for each other. And then there is a third level, the lowest level of the ship, which is where you have your supplies that were brought along with you. Your food, your drinkable water, some medical supplies. So the third level is like the bottom, and then the second level is where our cabins are, and mm-hmm. the first level is top side. Correct. Okay. So there's five rooms then? Yes. And then, no, four rooms, and then Kai's room. Yes, there's four rooms on the middle deck. There's one on the top deck. Okay. And then there's the large space in the bottom. And then, so just so that I understand the layout, the is the common area like between rooms or is yeah the- i picture it being like two rooms on each side and then the common area is just the area at the bottom so the steps leading down from the top deck go directly into the common area okay. on the second okay level and is that like all open between the kitchenette the yes it's okay. all open open floor plan <laughs> just making sure what about you char what does your cabin look like pretty simple um there is a hammock. He doesn't have a bed so that they could, he could utilize more space. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a desk, but the desk has just shit all over it. Nothing in particular order because he doesn't use it much. Um, 
but there is a space on the wall that he did kind of create a like holder for the lyre. I love it. And like a, not like a punching bag, but a punching bag. Okay. Like it's not like a, like one that hangs from like the ceiling. It's just kind of like a block of wood to train with. It's not meant to be punched. <laughs> <laughs> but he does. Yes. Definitely punches it. All right. Ow. And how are the two of you feeling, given everything that has transpired, given where you are right now? Is this, are you talking? Is there an air of merriment on this ship or is it very stoic? I don't think I'd go so far as to say merriment, but I also don't think it's stoic. Mm -mm. I think that it's um, like a sense of purpose and um, excitement, but not in like a we're going to Disney World way, but like in a (laughs) we have our heading. I just quoted two Disney things in one spoke, whatever. (laughs) Um, Like we know where we're going. and we have a plan and it feels good to have gotten this much done and survived this long. That's what I think. Yeah. I, I think um, like most of this being the first day, experimenting with the fact that like we are kind of on like a plane jumper ship. Um, Char is probably experimenting with the gravity a lot. Just to like if I know that if we're if we're taking the rules as written. Mm-hmm. He can technically jump off the front of the ship like at a running jump and it would innately pull him back towards the ship. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of experimenting if he does have to do that, like how long it's going to take to get back. Okay. Interesting. I imagine like the first time or two that like any of these experiments took place, Zamira was like, what the f- are you doing? And then, and then, oh, and then like the scientific brain kicks in like, well, what about this weight object? What about this? Oh, yeah. Like, they were experimenting throwing shit off of the ship. Mm-hmm. Like, just to see how fast they could throw it. Like a, yeah. like a dagger or something. And it just innately started to pull back to the ship. Right. <laughs> so, Zem, while you're out exploring in Char, while you are uh, playing the liar, you would notice that Dashara, who is an orc woman, tall, seven foot two built uh she is standing near the front of the ship at the very edge and she has a fishing pole is she facing out then she's not she's facing out yes i want to try to sneak up on her (laughs) all right uh roll me a stealth check i threw it (laughs) (laughs) shit Ooh, let's see. Char starts playing sneaky music on the liar. Uh, 19. Nine. <laughs> Hilarious. 19. All right. So as you approach her, uh, you get just behind her and the board just squeaks ever so lightly. And she's like, oh. You almost had me that time. If she turns around to look at me, my arm's like this because I was going to smack her in the ass. She doesn't turn around at okay. all. Are you still going to smack <laughs> <Yes>. her ass? <laughs> so she's like, oh, you almost had me. And then crack. You hit her. And she just spins around and looks at you. And 
the two of you have only known each other for about a week. And they're already playing smack ass. And they're oh, you're already playing smack ass. She she looks at you and she tries to look annoyed, but there's like a laugh on her face. <sighs> I had to get you back. You got me so good yesterday. <sighs> you're getting better. You're getting better every day. Honestly. We'll beat you one of these days. I doubt it. I doubt it. Uh, do you think we can catch anything out there? What are you talking about? I'm just going to like walk up and like put my arms on the rail or whatever, the edge, um, and look over. What do you mean? I just, do you think it's empty? No, I don't. So I, I say again. Do you, do you think we can catch things out there? Uh, maybe with like a giant net. But I mean, if there are giant things, maybe there are small things too. No, I just mean like, like a big, big net because it's so vast around us. Not necessarily that we'd catch something giant. What kind of bait do you think you would use to catch something out there? I mean, like on Reaping Day, we just used like a <laughs> shark twitches need bait. <laughs> I don't. What's Reaping Day? I mean, like you know, you know how you need like components for what? Like it's like a house, like a oh, or spell casting. This is a spell thing. No, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, like, you've got a school full of students. It's not always easy to come by naturally. Sometimes you've got to do what you've got to do. Zamira, are you a sociopath? No. It's quick. Kind of sounds like something a sociopath would say. No. They would enjoy the pain I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> she looks at you? <laughs> <laughs> With her eyes wide? Your people tried to say that the orcs are barbaric. What? I never said that. I said your people, not you. <laughs> I know you're cool. <laughs> Look, it's going to take me a while to be like okay with the Empire now, okay? That's uh, fair. I get it. <sighs> I, just, I just think it can't be empty, you know? <laughs> <laughs> 64 episodes in and we will never stop tormenting him <laughs> I just I think we should try to catch stuff I don't know how but I mean what if there's like wild space fish space fish that's an oxymoron you have space fish it's a fish that lives in space I thought that made sense, based on the name. Space fish. <laughs> I mean, okay. Why don't you cast a net? What? Do you Drop have anything I can use as bait? Anything you've reaped recently? I haven't reaped anything recently. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is God speaking. You don't have a bag full of feathers? <laughs> I mean, you just want some feathers? <laughs> well, yeah, you make lures out of feathers and stuff, I don't right? know... Listen, my father was a fisherman, but that was not something that I ever cared about. Hold on, and I'm going to, like, trudge downstairs to my room. Okay. Sure, what are you doing while this all is happening? Laughing my ass off. (laughs) 
So he is going to probably go and look for, um, hold on. I lost my page. Um, Luteo. Okay. You find Luteo downstairs starting to prepare some food for dinner. Do you need any help? Uh, yeah, sure. You can help. Yeah, I'll help make dinner, I guess. Thanks. Uh, we might as well use up these fresh vegetables before they go bad, so. True. I was thinking salads tonight, maybe uh, a little bit. We have a little bit of a uh, little bit of fresh beef left that we could use up. Yeah, well, we kind of have to, so. Yeah. So I'll start cooking the, the meat. You start chopping vegetables. Works for me. So you start working and it gets quiet. And then Shar, your social anxiety is telling you it's too quiet. <laughs> and then it's awkward. And then every once in a while, Luteo is looking over at you, but then can't think of anything to say. So he quickly looks back at his food that he's cooking. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> so how are you... Uh... Holding up. Um, I'm doing I'm doing pretty well. Uh, we've only been gone a day, so like, this is all really scary. I don't, I don't actually know like what to think about all of this though, because, like, okay, so so dwarves like we used to live like in the mountain, you know, mm-hmm. and we haven't done that for a while. But I think there's still something innate in us that feels a little like whoa when we're out like in spaces that are really big and now i'm in like the biggest space that you can be in right and so i feel like i'm just gonna float off the ship or fall off and float away so like reverse claustrophobia yeah it's reverse claustrophobia (laughs) okay i mean so all the planes then are your mountains from now on That's deep. He's yeah, like, man. He's cuts a tomato. <laughs> deep in the mountain. <laughs> but maybe there's like space mountains for you to explore. Apparently the Wait, space fish. Space mountains? Mm-hmm. What would they be made? It's like really like, fun ride. You mean like small <laughs> <laughs> What are these made of? <laughs> this is not that kind of lettuce. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. But, like, but, like, for real, though, like, do you think there's, like, mountains and, like, places out here? It's not just, like, empty between here and and there. There could be, like, like other places. I mean, why wouldn't there be? You were in school, man. <laughs> they don't know anything about this place, though. Yeah, fucking space. <laughs> That nobody's ever been to outer space as far as they know. I mean, it. I think the gods would be pretty boring if they didn't put something else up here. You think the gods put stuff out here? Well, I don't know if they did. He kind of like looks out the window. What if things just like. Like, you know those things that are 
back home that are kind of like destroying everything and like ripping things apart. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's just like remnants like floating? Like we could find like dead worlds out here and stuff. Char knowing full well that that's probably what's happening versus like, I mean, maybe. I did not roll high on deception. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, eight. <laughs> did you also roll eight? <laughs> well, I rolled a seven, so you had a ten total. I mean, uh, now I'm kind of freaking myself out a little bit. We should change the subject. Um, yeah, right. Uh, you, t- tomatoes. I think we're running. I'm going to go grab some more tomatoes. Yeah, grab, grab some tomatoes. He runs down to the third deck below. Zem. In the meantime, what feathers are you bringing back up to the deck? So, like, I emerge from my room and I see, like, the awkwardness uh, of whatever's happening over there. And I just kind of chuckle and I go, ooh, and I run upstairs. And then when I get upstairs, I'm like, okay, this is what I found. Ready? And, like, I cupped both hands to my body. And so, like, I try to, like, open it without losing things. And in my hands, there's two bells, three feathers a bronze thread, a stick, a bit of amber, and then a dozen teeth. All kinds of teeth. Dashara looks down and she's like, this is so cool. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We can make the coolest lore with this. I don't know what we'll catch with it. Yeah. I I don't know either. I don't know how this works, but... (laughs) You said lore, and I thought L-O-R-E. I'm like, wow, yeah, this is pretty much our approach to everything. (laughs) We could make the coolest lore. There's some twigs. There's some teeth. (laughs) Sorry. I'll be quiet. No, you're fine. So then I'm like, okay, so I think if we start with this feather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And And then then we take the thread and we thread it through here. Do you want to help me? Yeah, sure. If you hold this piece, I can take the thread and I can, mm, okay, wrap it around like that. You have to move your thumb. I can't. But if I move my thumb, then the feather's going to fall. It won't fall. It's okay. going to fall. It won't fall. Just I'm, see. I'm look. Fine. I'm going to move. It doesn't fall. It's <laughs> fine. I told you. I've never made a lure before, but I've made a lot of weird shit. I don't, I don't even know if I want to know. I don't want to know what you're talking about. All right. So here, this tooth has like a little hook to it. So like, I think I'm going to, I'm going to add it like this. While you're, the two of you are there working on this. Kai comes walking up to you and she's like, what are you, what are you working on? <gasps> Hearts and crafts time? I mean, kind of. Oh my gosh. And you have all kinds of cool stuff there. Yeah. Do you have more? I mean, of course I do. <laughs> Hold on. Give me one second. <laughs> Opens bag of holding. <laughs> she, well, she runs back to her cabin. She's gone for a couple seconds. When she comes back, she's like, I didn't bring a ton of stuff because I didn't know how much space. Anyway, the giant ship. Anyway, uh, here. And she pulls out of her, you know, pocket that she just brought over um, a couple bits of, like, different colored stones. Okay. Um, There is one that's sort of, like, purple. And then there's one of those, like, moss agate things that are, like, that, like, clear but, like, a little opaque with, like, the green moss running through it. And there's actual, like, bits of moss that she brought over and some leaves and some petals from different flowers. And she's like, I have a lot of, like, like really, like, natural stuff. Oh, and, and this. And she brings up, there's this one fang she has that's probably about as long as a person's thumb. Whoa. Yeah. Where'd that come from? Okay. So, I'm not actually sure. 
<laughs> did you find it? Or I did? did. Oh, okay. I so the one day I went out for a walk and I found this dead deer in the woods, and in it was this tooth, like it had gotten broken mm. off. And I just, I took the tooth, but I could never figure out what it went to. It's too big to be like, you know, like a wolf or something. And I didn't even, I've, I lived in that forest for so long. I never saw any. This was like a saber tooth tiger. <laughs> well, I mean, so I like, can I see it? Yeah, 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 here. So I'm going to look at it and I want to look at both ends. So like, I'm going to like touch my finger to like the tip. Like mm-hmm. how sharp is it? Um, if you're not careful, you will cut yourself. I mean, I would have approached it like, like scientifically, whatever, you know, like, I guess kind of cautiously. But so then I'm extremely gonna sharp. Yeah, it's it, very sharp. I'm going to flip it over and I want to look to see, like, is it jagged and broken? Like, is it possible that it broke before the actual end of the tooth? Or yeah. does it look like it was yanked out of the jaw? It is jagged and broken. Mm. It looks like it was busted off. This tooth could have been even longer. Oh, my. Okay. Um, yeah, this thing is scary big. Yeah. Is it, like, I'm going to, not the two sharp ends, but, like, in the middle, um, like, I, I'm pinching it because I want to see if it has any give. There's no give. Okay. And she's like, oh, and I brought this over to make it a little easier. And she has, like, a, like, a mechanical drill that has, like, a little drill bit that you, like, crank this handle and it, like, spins really fast. It takes a little while, but you can use it to make holes to make threading things easier. Oh. Nice. Yeah. I wonder if that'll work for these teeth, too. These teeth. They're little. Yeah. I mean, it'll probably work on the big one, too. It's just going to take you the better part of the evening to get hmm. it done. Okay. And so then we go about doing all of those things. Okay. Okay. So, Char, whenever the two of you finish cooking uh, and you come back up to the top deck, you see these three women just bent over something in the center of the ship. They seem to be working on, like, very intently. I crouched over the floor because we brought no table. Yeah, no, no, they're just on the ground. You good? Yeah, you want to see? Sure. <laughs> he approaches cautiously. Sam, describe what Char sees. There's like, like, bits of thread everywhere. Um, and little like pieces of feather and like a powder like white powder kind of everywhere um that would be tooth dust um and just i don't know like it is a very it 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 looks like something perhaps a very large cat might have thrown up like it is all wrapped and like weird and then i put a bell on the end of it so are you guys making like a necklace or um does this look like a necklace? Yeah, sure. Does this <laughs> look like a necklace? I feel like the obvious answer is going to get me hit, so no. Well, I, what, I feel I feel like making? it definitely does not look like a necklace. <laughs> well, that's the thing. He's not he has no idea. <laughs> um it's a fishing lure. For what? Oh, yeah. That's um, a good question. I don't know. I got lost in the project. We're going to... I'm going to put it on the end of my fishing pole. Okay. Cast it out from the ship. And I'm going to see if I catch anything out there. Oh. Okay. And how long have you guys been at this? 
Mm-hmm. Maybe like hour, hour and a half. Why? Just curious. He kind of goes over to the fishing pole, takes a little ball bearing, ties it up, casts light on it, and chucks it into the ocean. Not the the fishing pole itself, just like the ball bearing. Okay. The he ocean of away. space. Yeah, he walks away. You toss it out there, and you all watch the the light of the ball bearing sort of like go out, and then it kind of like it sinks down an arc. Well, have fun. And he kind of <laughs> he turns and walks away. All right. I think this is as done as it's going to get. All right. All right. All right. All right. Wait. Wait. Were you. Did you need us for a reason? No. It's just letting you guys know that, you know, food was done. So. Oh, cool. I'm super hungry. Do you want to go eat? I mean, I guess. We can, we can go fishing after we eat. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 Kai's like, yeah, yeah. I'm hungry. So. Everybody heads downstairs to the common area and sits down for some steak, some salads. As you're all sitting down, Luteo speaks up and is like, uh, I don't think we've really discussed what we're going to, like, how long is this going to take? Mm. What are we going to do if we, like, if we run out of food? I mean, someone seems to think they can space fish, so. <laughs> Dashara's like, I, I mean, yeah, well, I can totally space fish. I don't, <laughs> I don't know, stuff out there. Si- Was there also some you have something to say, Char? You have something to say over there? <laughs> no, you know what, I'm just, speaking of that, I think I'm going to go uh, check on the the lore. <laughs> he kind of like backs away from the fucking conversation. <laughs> At that point in time, though, I would like for you both to roll me uh, perception checks. Fifteen. <laughs> Fifteen. Oh, um, six. On brand. Zem, you're too busy giggling about, uh, this whole conversation between Dashara and Shar. Shar, you go to back away from everything for a moment, and you hear a noise that sounds like something settling. Uh, when you say settled, do you mean like something landed on the ship? No. Hold on. Or like below us, something moved. Yes, I'm going to describe it in more detail in a second. <clears throat> Shar, you hear the sound of something settling a bump below you in the storage area. Could be things moving about. Could be something else. You know, I think I think we had a bottle of wine downstairs. I'm going to go check it out. And it kind of like creeps downstairs. He's going to stealth. Oh, yeah. Everything I know about fishing... Alcohol is involved, according to my father. Dashara's like, oh, your dad sounds really cool. Mm. Mm. Fishing, drinking, it's a cool dad. Yeah, you'd think so, and I shove, like, food into my face. Just like a big-ass chunk of steak. 
I mean, with a fisherman as a dad, like, you know, you never go hungry and, you know, you spend a lot of quality time together on a boat, just fishing. And And I'm going to, like, try to talk around this giant steak in my mouth, like, but I'm not really saying much of anything. I'm just, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, do you miss him? Is that why? I'm sorry. I should stop talking about this. I don't want to bring up sad feelings. Mm, Like, my eyes, like, narrow, like, on her. Mm-hmm. 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 She goes, so she's taken a, a huge portion of steak and just, like, a couple leaves of lettuce, and she, like, takes a big bite of the steak, and she puts, like, one leaf of lettuce on it, and she eats it, she's like, ugh, green stuff. It just, it spoils everything else. Can we get Ron Swanson? <laughs> is she green? She is green, yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> green stuff can do that. I feel personally attacked right now. I'm going to fling a piece of steak at her. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to make a... She it hits her, like, right in the forehead. <laughs> she tries to catch it, hits her in the forehead. What did you roll for yourself? Natural 20. Also, roll me a perception check for when you get down there then. Nineteen? You head down the stairs. You don't make a sound. You don't immediately see anything that has moved or is moving. Seems quiet down here. Instead of, like, walking through the barrels of stuff, he's going to jump into the rafters and try to, like, stay off of the floor. Okay. And just kind of wait. Okay. Maybe it was the ship moving. That's fine. Like, he's just going to wait a second. Keeping an eye out. Okay. And, like, if nothing moves in the next, like, five minutes, he's just going to go back upstairs. Okay. You sit. You wait. It's quiet. Nothing seems to be moving down here. All right. Okay, okay. Char hasn't come back yet, Zem. And it's just long enough that you start to... Wonder, like, hmm, should I go check on him? When all of a sudden you feel the ship lurch to the left a little bit. Hmm. That was weird. I'm just kind of like... And you feel it as well in the rafters downstairs. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Hands out, like, balance for a second. And then I'm, I'm going to, like, listen. Do I hear anything? You don't hear anything at first. And then you feel, like, the lurch forward of the ship. I'm going to look at everyone that I'm sitting with. Um, That feels not normal. Kai's like, "Um, I think I need to go upstairs and check on things. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But I'm going to follow her. Okay. What are you doing, Char? At that point, he's... Actually, when we get to the stairs, I'm going to be like, stop fucking around, Char. (laughs) He comes up with a bottle. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) All right. So we'll say all of you go rushing up to the top deck at the same time. And what you see are two bright white apparitions. They're almost hard to look at. One of them has like a more feminine physique with long flowing hair, but everything is white except for the outlines of these like purplish eyes. And the other person is almost just like, um, 
just like a very androgynous, no hair, just outline of a human. And they've picked up the helm for the ship and they're inspecting it and looking at it. And they turn and see the all of you coming up to the top deck. What is your reaction? Um, I'm assuming I'm the last one up. Hi, that's probably, but just because of like the nature of everybody going up at the same time. Okay. Hi, uh, I. Hi, who are you? Welcome to our ship. That doesn't belong to you. Is this a space fish? <laughs> the the feminine presence is the one holding the helm and when you start speaking you can't see a facial expression except for the eyes narrow a bit and it drops the the helm onto the ship and the whole ship just sort of like lurches again from this thing being maneuvered in a strange way and it starts to move towards you and you know what i'm gonna have everybody roll initiative now that's fair uh get advantage That's great. What'd you get, Zem? Ten. What'd you get, Shar? Thirteen. Not trash this time. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing. Yeah, I don't I don't know. <laughs> so I'm not um letting it get super near me, but I'm also not aggressive to start with. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, Char, you are up first. You hear Zem speaking to something, but you mm-hmm. can't see. You're kind of at the bottom of the ladder. Um, he's going to maneuver through the hallway to, like, kind of jump over everybody. Okay. You can do that. Well, so it takes half your movement to do so. It's fine. And when you get to the top deck, you see Zem standing there cautiously talking to this thing, and... The, the feminine presence is moving towards them. Uh, he's going to cast spiritual weapon in front of the person. Like when somebody sticks up like a sword to stop, but it's a loot. <laughs> okay. 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 Do you say anything uh, as you're casting it? <laughs> <laughs> That's. Yes, I know I'm very Southern, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not attacking. You're just putting Correct. it there first. Okay. If it goes through it though, 100%. Zem, you're up next. Um, I'm going to try to basically say the same thing, like, hello, welcome to our ship. Who are you? Yeah, also, <laughs> um, he's, but, he's, like, circling them, by the way. Okay. But in Sylvan. I mean, Celestial, sorry. Okay. Perfect. It, it's, it's turn now. It tilts, the rest of the NPCs are kind of just watching, and Dashara's like, uh, Zem? Zem? Should we kill it? What are we? What are we gonna do? Very much confusing. I imagine you're just like, shut up, shut up. Yeah, like we can't just stab everything that we don't know. <laughs> I mean, we could. <laughs> um, and this thing walks up to the loot, and it puts its hand out to touch it, and its Legend hand damage. goes through it, <laughs> and so it. It looks confused, but it walks up to you, Zem, 
Mm, I wouldn't let it. Uh, like, if it's within like five steps of me, I would start taking steps backwards. Like, okay. And put my hand up. Like, no, please, no. <laughs> okay. Well, as you're doing that, it is going to walk up to you. I need you to make me a DC 14 charisma saving throw. You. Come on, sorcerer. You're good at this. I'm trying to pick one. Uh, Christmas save. Mm-hmm. Twenty. Okay. Did, uh, you didn't roll your portents yet, did you? Oh shit! Oh yeah. Roll, roll them portents before we get too deep into this. Nine and nineteen. Them's good portents. Zem, you feel this weird thing as the this presence puts its hands on your shoulder and seems to almost try to step into your body. And that is what you see, Char, is this thing trying to walk through Zem, into Zem. You're not sure, but it's immediately pushed backwards and its eyes get this like angry flare to it. And the other presence starts to move forward as well. does it feel like, I mean, like it, feels like normal like anyone else trying to grab me by the shoulders or no it it feels like so instead of having like that pressure on your skin it feels like it feels like having something like like a numb cold sensation entering your shoulders okay is there also pressure or no pressure just that sensation? no pressure just that sensation um roll me an arcana check Um, 13. Uh, it was trying to possess you. Hmm. Fucker. (laughs) Um, all right. So I'm just going to say, so my action was trying to talk to it. Um, well, no, now, uh, so that was its turn. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And now it's Char's turn. Char, you watch this happen. Yeah, loots away. (laughs) All right. So bonus action, it moves towards it and attacks it, which would be... Where'd you go? I just saw it. It was right there. It's right there. 1d8. So that is eight force damage. All right. And as an action guiding bolt. All right, go for it. Eighteen. Yeah, that hits. Okay, one, two. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve radiant. So you throw this guiding bolt out. You hit this thing in the chest, and the light just seems to be absorbed into the thing's body. Hmm. Hate that. But he is getting closer. All right. Next up is Zem. Mm-hmm. Well, now I'm mad. Um, did you just try to possess me? Um, I'm going to, like, say... As I cast, if I can find it, um, okay, 
Um, I will cast Chill Touch at the one in front of me that All tried right. to possess me. Go for it. Um, and it's to look like a slap to the face. Do it. I bet you. Um, and this. That is a 17. That hits. And. You and you. Seven. Points of necrotic damage. All right. This time you do. You hit it right across the face. And it kind of tilts its head and looks up at you. And you actually see this like purple glow to that area of its face spread out and now it looks super pissed um so then as my bonus action oh that's not a fucking bonus action okay um nope all right so the other apparition Moves towards you, Char. And I need you to make me a charisma saving throw. Fuck DC you. 14. Oh, natural 20. God damn it. So 19. <laughs> this is this is supposed to be the time. <laughs> <laughs> this is my arc. This is my arc. It's my turn. <laughs> so, Char, uh, you're like, oh no, oh no, oh no. <laughs> And you, for a moment, you feel this thing, like, reach into your chest, and it feels like it grabs a hold of, like, something inside of you. And there's this moment where your breath catches, and then you're able to push this thing out of you, and it stumbles back a little bit. Um, Zem, the one in front of you, all of a sudden just erupts in this, like, radiant explosion of this, like, shimmering, oil-slick-like light. That is a 15 to hit you. Um, I'm going to react and shield. So 15 does not hit you anymore? Correct. All right. Um, I also need you to make a DC 14 wisdom saving throw, though. Okay, hang on one second because I forgot to mark off that spell. And if I don't mark it, I won't mark it. No, you're good. And I'm sorry, what throw? I mean, what save? Uh... DC 14 wisdom. She oh, blind? balls. Um, I'm gonna risk it and I'm not gonna use my portents and I'm, it was a three. Okay. So Zem, you throw up this shield, shielding yourself from the damage, but in so doing, you look directly at this light and you are blinded for a minute. At the end of your turn, though, you can try to save again. So, top of the round, we are back to Char. Uh, bonus action, attack on the one next to Zem. Okay. For the spirit weapon. Uh, 14 plus 8, 9 plus 9. Okay. So that's 1d8 plus 4. Uh, 11, nope. Sorry, nine. Nine force damage. Okay. And then two wooden katanas to the face on the one in front of me. 
do it. Uh, 10. I need to stop using this dice. I can't read it. Uh, 18 to hit. Yep. And more. So I'm assuming that is that. So 1d8, 2d8, 2, 8, so 10 plus, uh, so 18. 18 okay. magic bludgeoning damage. That was quite the hit. You rock this thing, and it's two attacks per turn, baby. <laughs> yeah, whenever you whenever you swing your katana through this thing, it's not like you're hitting something solid. It almost feels like you're swinging through something a little thicker than jello. So it. your katana is cutting through it, and each with the second swing, it feels a little easier. Like every bit of damage you're doing is making this thing less corporeal. And Zem, it is your turn. Uh, so you said at the end of my turn or at the end of the round? At the end of your turn, I believe. At the end of each of your turns, yes. And how big is, like, the... Because we didn't talk about that before. What... Oh, it's it's the size of, like, an average human. I'm sorry, the space that we're in. Oh, uh, I mean, you're at the top of the ship now. So, I mean, as large as the deck of the ship is. Maybe, like... An open galleon. Yeah. How, how wide is it going? Like 40 feet across or something? I don't know. Okay. And how big. close is to me? More than 15 feet away or less than 15 feet away? I can't believe he got that much further away from I you. I mean, the most I could have gotten is 20. Yeah. So say 15 feet. It's good. Because I was going to react with a, well, react, you know what I'm saying? Like my action. I was going to thunder wave, but I'm trying to figure out like where space is. Do it. So you are blind. <laughs> You don't know. You can try to guess well, where I, Char is. The last time that I saw him, that's yeah. what I'm... So you can hit the one next to you and safely not hit Char, but if you try to hit both of them, you're probably going to hit Char. It Char centers too. on me. Mm -hmm. so yeah, so if... I'm saying, like, did you angle it? It goes out away from you. So if you tilt it towards the one next to you, you can hit just that one, but if you try to hit both of them, it's going to hit Char as well. Okay, that's what I'm That's what I'm going to do. It's a con save. Okay. For just one? No, hit both. Hit, hit both. I'm, I'm just out. Okay, I'm just because I, I, it's a 15 foot cube that centers on myself. So one got a natural 20, and the other saved too. Yeah, I got a 19 on save. Yeah, the one got an 18. The one got a 20. Okay, so on a so you take half. Yes. Mm, God damn it! You're struggling today. I am struggling. <laughs> All right, uh, that is a 14. It's a 7. What kind of damage is the thunder damage? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the, there was no move and half damage. All right. And make your wisdom save All right. again. It was a wisdom save, right? 13 this time. Yeah. Unfortunately, that does not save. You are still blinded. And it is their turn. Well, it's the other NPC's turns. Um, so Luteo is going to rush up. Well, not rush up. Is going to actually back out of the way to try to get up to the deck, but then move out of the way because not a frontline front fighter. And is going to shoot a firebolt at the one near Zem. That will hit. Uh, 
Okay. And again, you see this firebolt hits the one in front. Well, you don't oh, see she doesn't. them. Char <laughs> might notice that it hits. But like, again, this thing seems to be absorbing some of the energy from these strikes. Kai runs over and is actually just worried about securing the helmet right now. And that is what she's doing. Dashara is going to run over to the one near Zem and is going to take two swings at it and is going to hit both times. All right. And you would see that the blade that Dashara carries is this like almost like the steel looks red in color. And you're not sure if that is from the way it was forged. Was there pigment added? Is it the type of metal where it's from? Uh, But the blade is interesting. It's slightly curved, not as curved as a katana, but slightly curved at the end. And instead of coming to a point, it comes to this almost like sweeping curve and it comes back in on itself and has almost like this dragon-like appearance. So like a scimitar? No, it's not it's not that sw- swept at the end. It's like a very straight almost blade with just a slight curve and then the end has like that scimitar feel. It looks like an elongated scimitar, I guess. Oh, okay. Cuz the blade's okay, longer. Okay, okay, okay. All right. But she takes a bite out of the one in front of them. That one is not looking good. Next up is Shar. I mean, rinse and repeat. I'm just going to bonus action Hit the one next to Zem if we can. Okay. Uh, I don't know if that one's going to hit. Hold on. Thirteen? That hits. Okay. Uh, f- seven force damage. Okay. And then two attacks on the one in front of me, so... Where'd you go? Fourteen. That hits. And that's a natural one. All right, that one misses. Okay, so first attack does 10, 10 uh, magical bludgeoning damage, and the other one misses. All right. Char, you swing out once, hitting this thing across the chest, and you go to stab forward the next time, and it grabs a hold of the end of your... Uh, katana and for a moment you have a flashback to that night of the solstice when your last katana was broken but this time it just throws it back to the side glancing off and missing next up is Zem yeah so I still can't see um, but I can hear more people up here now mm-hmm. so I'm <laughs> I'm concerned about hitting friends um, so do they have, does that, um, light thing have hands on me? It is not touching you currently. Okay. Um, man, this is difficult. Everything I have needs me to be able to see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to... I'm going to try to step forward with my hands outstretched. I'm taking two steps. Okay. If I touch it, because it feels weird, 
so I'm going to know it's not one of my people, I'm going to cast Shocking Grasp because I have to touch it and I don't have to see. Okay. It has not moved, so if you walk towards where it was, it will be there. So go ahead and make your attack with disadvantage. Okay. Um, Shocking Grasp. I make a melee spell attack. So it's... Okay, so... With disadvantage? Mm -hmm. Natural one. All right. You go forward. You feel this thing, and you start to discharge this electricity into it, and it manages to arrest itself from your grasp in that moment. Uh, Make your wisdom safe. That's a My God. That's a three. All right. Um, Let's roll to see if either of them recharge. They do not. Uh... The one in front of you, Char, is now going to burst in one of those radiant eruptions. Uh, That is a 15 to hit you. No, it misses. It misses, unfortunately. Um, And the one in front of you, Zem, Do I still have to do a wisdom save? Yes, you do. Sorry. Uh, 10? Uh, you fail. You are blinded. Yay. <laughs> the one in front of Zem erupts again. Uh, that is a 14 to hit you. So I already... Oh, wait, no, it has advantage. It's 17 to hit you. Can't see. Yeah. But it, it does damage. You didn't take damage last time because it missed. But Oh, I see. Yeah. So So wait, so what is the what is the eruption? Does it have a sound? Does it feel like anything? What I know to have a reaction. No, because I believe all of your reaction things require you to be able to see the trigger. Okay. So you probably do hear this like whoop 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 sound <laughs> as it hits. That's a lot of fucking dice. It's fine. Um so, 23 points of radiant damage. Do you resist radiant? Yes. So, it's only 11 points of radiant damage to you. And, back to the top of the round. Char. Mm. Why does my condition say paralyzed? Get out of here. I'm blind. Oh, that was from the last fight we were in when you were held for the entire fight. <laughs> It was so painful. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Jen's mad all over again. <laughs> Ugh, I couldn't do shit. Uh, I'm going to, as an action, take the dodge action and then try to save at the end of my turn. Okay. Okay. Natural 20. Yeah. You save. I can save. <laughs> Zeb, it's your turn. Um, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to try to, like, grasp and okay. shock. Let's see shock it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, 14. 14 hits. Yes. Um, and that would be, <laughs> I moved away because I didn't think I was going to hit. Okay. Uh, 2d8 lightning damage. I lost one of my fucking D8s, so... Six, fourteen. All right. 
Zem, describe what it looks like when you kill the one in front of you. I have no idea because I can't fucking see. (laughs) (laughs) Did I do it? Did I do it? Did I do it? (laughs) I can tell you what it feels like since I'm touching it. It Yeah, yeah, what's it feel like? It feels like when um, sparklers hit your hand. Oh, oh, ow. Yeah, like just like a lot of little like it doesn't no it doesn't do damage. It's just like unpleasant. It's unpleasant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, and roll me your wisdom save at the end. See if you are unblind. No, nope. Still blind. <laughs> Still blind. Still confused. <laughs> all right. Um, let's see here. Mateo, that's a natural twenty. Jesus. Mateo's carrying this fight. <laughs> Dang. All right. I'm a first year, you assholes. So another <laughs> I mean, lightning bolt comes out. Maybe you're two. <laughs> that actually is going to miss that one. So uh, now everybody's converged on this last one, and you see Deshara's in there swinging. Luteo throws another firebolt. Shar. It sounds like you're doing great. Shar opens his eyes for the first time, realizes his face in the wrong way. <laughs> All right. Turns back. The saviors of the world. The saviors of the world over here. Um, bonus action. He's going to attack with uh, the spirit weapon still. Um, that one's going to hit because that's 14 plus something. All right. So that is... Five, bludge- five force damage All right. with the loot. Then he's going to go up and hit it with the katana. I think that misses because that's going to be a th- 12. That hits. 12 hits. Mm-hmm. And then that's more. So. <sighs> you and these just, dice. I'm so- <laughs> Can you read most of those? <laughs> no, that is actually. You didn't ask me for readability. I just picked the pretty ones. They were pretty. They are really pretty. Okay, so <laughs> I didn't. I, I lost a D eight. <laughs> I worked hard for that. I had to scour Gen Con for those. <laughs> um, and then so they both hit. So that is five and twelve bludgeoning damage. All right. And my mouse died, so I need to go get more batteries. <laughs> so. <laughs> so it is. It's Zem's turn. Zem. I can't see, so I'm just going to go straight into a, the end of the turn. Okay. Because I can't do anything. <laughs> Fucking 19. Zem, your your vision starts to come back <laughs> after the worst camera flash of your life. <laughs> I'm just going to take stock. I mean. Yeah, you see them I like get. office spacing this last apparition <laughs> <laughs> over there. Uh, and it's its turn. It does not recharge, so it is, again, going to just try to discharge its radiant energy and fail miserably. Char, it is your turn. Do I have to make another stupid-ass save? Yes, you do. Nine. Char, you're blind again. Oh, my God. (laughs) What's happening? Oh, God! (laughs) Is it my turn? <laughs> it is your turn. I'm going to take a dodge as the action. All right, all right, all right. And then try to save. I do not. <laughs> sure is also... Wisdom's like one of your good saves. It is. It's oh. also just not one of my saves. Uh, oh, that is fair, because... 
stupid monks. Uh, I get strength mm-hmm. and dex, which is kind of what I thought was more important. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Uh, Luteo. <laughs> carries the battle. Carries the battle, <laughs> throws this firebolt at it, even though this thing is resisting. It actually kind of, you watch it, it's almost like no, when you don't. light a fire. I know. Nope. Oh, you're you blind. I can see. This is for the audience. Audience, <laughs> what you would see if you were there and not blind is this firebolt travels inside of this apparition. And it's almost like if you've ever watched like a like a firecracker ignite underwater, there's like this burst of light and then everything sort of like boils out and this thing disapparates. But you're blind and for a minute. So Do we win? I'm going to say... I can, I can see. Oh, yeah. Zem sees. Char, you just have to ride this one out. <laughs> it yeah, only lasts nope. a minute. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably not going to roll. Hold on. We'll try. No. No. No, I'm blind. Fuck this. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. You can use Zem as a seeing eye dog. What the fuck was that? I, I don't. I don't know. It's, Desh- it's gone. Deshara's like, I knew it wasn't empty out here. I mean, the odds of it being empty in the vast endlessness of space is, you know, you know. That's what I'm saying. So we might actually catch something with the fishing rod. Sure, like is still holding his katana facing the other way. Okay, guys, did we win? <laughs> I told you. I told you we were good. It was gone instead. No, Luteo's like, no, no, behind you, sure, behind you. Don't play with him. <laughs> he, like, st- he, like, turns slowly and, like, stares behind directly where he was and like kind of waits you see this mage hand float over and tap Char on the shoulder <laughs> slap him in the ass um you're opening yourself up he's like a cat he like damage. jumps up like 10 feet like spin kicks you're supposed to protect your core dummy <laughs> who said that <laughs> I've been traveling with this person for months. I don't recognize this voice. Who are you? Grew up with them. With All my core memories include this person. He's never been blinded before. It's a new experience. Instead of his other senses getting better, they got worse. <laughs> <sighs> All right. All right. Well, that is where we're going to end this episode of Slay the Stars uh, with our first space combat. Um, we uh come back we're gonna have some space night shenanigans <laughs> thanks everybody god damn it bye <laughs> persomnia ad astra thank you for listening to slay the stars for those of you who are joining us for the first time welcome to the experience of slay the stars you can visit us at slaythestars.com or if you're thinking to yourself Why, I would just love to buy you a cup of coffee, or tea, perhaps. Or what's that? You have another show on your Patreon? Well, by jolly, I would love that. You can head on over to patreon.com slash slaythestars. You can also find the hyperlink from our website. Intro music by Isaac Viers. Character designs by Cam Gonzalez. Produced by Leah Hemrick, graphics designer Jen Kearney, and audio engineer Arthur Polino.